Welcome in everybody to the Varsity Breakdown Podcast. I'm your host, Jose Guevara. And with me as always is Mr. Lupe Ramirez. And it's been a couple weeks, bud, but we are finally back. Uh, it's been a, a long couple of weeks uh, doing our coverage, not only with football, basketball as well. Mm-hmm. Welcome in, man. How how's the last couple of weeks been treating you? Uh, it hasn't been bad. I mean, li- like you said, we've been pretty busy. It's it's unfortunate that we hadn't uh, we hadn't recorded an episode until now, but it's we've been finally we actually had the chance to sit down and actually get to it. So I- I'm glad that we're finally here, and and we got a lot to talk about. It's been an eventful one, I'll tell you that. And you know, let's not uh, waste any time. Let's get right into it. We got some basketball that we need to discuss, both boys and girls. Uh, as there was a tournament this past weekend, uh, the uh, Central Arizona uh, Holiday Classic, correct? Correct. And uh, that was uh, the girls' tournament uh, for Casa Grande. And they had so many different schools. Um, for the first pool, they had uh, CG Union, of course, Amphitheater and Kingman, Maricopa and Awafria and Micah Mountain in Pool B. And then in Pool C, we had Vista Grande, Saurita, and Coolidge. I believe one of those, th- uh, one of those schools possibly changed or, or they, oh, no, 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 they actually had uh, a fourth pool because this is where uh, the, the school I was actually interested in speaking about. They had Marana, Sabino, and Imperial from California. Oh, wow. So had a out-of-state team uh, come down this uh, past weekend, huh? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're still uh, kind of waiting to see the uh, final results for that tournament, and we'll be updating it uh, sometime uh, this upcoming week, so... Uh, but um, it's a good tournament, uh, first one uh, for our girls. And they've actually uh, been seeing a lot of uh, up and downs between uh, all six teams, well, five teams, I should say, since Sequoia Pathway, uh, uh, their girls don't have a season this year. But uh, let's start with Casa Grande, man. They they came out, uh, they got uh, uh, off to a good start this year, uh, but uh, it's kind of been getting a little stagnant uh, as of late, right? Yeah, a, a little bit. Uh, they had a couple of back-to-back games. Uh, I talked to Coach Hubbard uh, on Friday about it. Um, he said that uh, their momentum has been pretty great, um, but they just hit a wall when they played Fountain Hills. And for some reason, they just couldn't uh, keep that same energy that they had carried um, the night before when they played La Jolla. And they actually tore through them at home 41-57. to And then to turn around and end up uh, losing the next week, or not even the next week, the very next night, Flowing wells, excuse me, twenty nine to sixty six. Yeah, um, I think you know it's sometimes you hit those walls and you know you got to find a, a new way to uh, get going again. And hopefully this tournament helped them do that. Uh, you know, as they get ready to uh, go into the holiday break. But uh, what's the record that they sit at currently uh, before uh, this tournament uh, happened? Well, before the tournament happened, um, they were five and two. Talking to Coach before the first tournament game, uh, he, he was pretty sure that uh, his team was able to shake off that loss that they had against Fount, uh, Flowing Wells. I keep saying Fountain Hills for some reason uh, for Flowing Wells, but he said that Flowing Wells was just a really tough team. And uh, actually that tournament was running a little bit behind that day, and he was looking forward to his next matchup, which, which was against Kingman, which he has some history there. He coached there a couple years prior before moving to Castle Grand when he saw the opening there. And... Uh, so he he got to face his old assistant coach, which is now the head coach there, and and uh, I got to be there to snap a few photos of that game, and and you could see that the chemistry was there, um, but it, it was uh, it was kind of lackluster in scoring. There was a lot of fouls uh, going on in that game, 
but uh it wasn't uh like a chippy game by any means it, it was just uh a lot of contact and a, and a lot of just energy a little from bit both rougher sides. than normal yeah uh but uh, i i don't know it felt like there was a lot more uh there was a lot more contact than i you know i would allow but i mean it, it is it is high school sports you got to let them bang it out a little bit i guess all right well we'll see uh how they um did uh this past weekend and you know you got uh, was uh naya robbins uh, yeah. who uh you know she's a double double machine uh who's trying to help Casa Grande uh, get get their stride going again so they sit uh currently at 5 and 2 we'll see what the record is at the end of the weekend but moving on uh Coolidge who's uh actually on a three game win streak uh right now is going to be uh they were at this tournament as well but I believe they dropped their first game in that tournament correct Yes they did uh, they also dropped their second game, I believe, to Vista Grande. And uh, like I said before, a lot of their games were a little bit behind schedule. Um, for me, I feel it's a little bit different because especially knowing how things are in this school district, we don't go to school on Fridays. And then to go to a different school on Friday and they're like, oh, well, we got we got hung up with finals. It's like, finals? Man, it's Friday. What are you guys doing? Like, oh, well, we still have school on Friday. So it was totally different. But but then you also understand that, you know, the education part of, of being a student athlete also comes first. So it, it it definitely sucks, especially if you're a team that, especially the team from California who traveled so far and had to wait a little bit extra to play their first game. But just being in that environment, it seemed like a, a very fun environment. I, I got I picked up a T-shirt, was able to support them. It, it was cool. Unfortunately, we didn't go this, uh, the second day and get to catch up uh, and, and get the final results. Um, but we're waiting for those results to be posted soon. And when they get posted, uh, we'll be able to share them with every one of you. Piggybacking off of what you said, Vista knocks off Coolidge. Uh, you know, and that's a team, too, that's uh, been a little shaky right out of the gate. They sit at one and two. You have uh, Santa Cruz. Uh, they they were not in this uh, tournament, though. Uh, but they, they sit at two and five on the year. And then uh, rounding out the uh, top, or our power five is Florence who's uh at a one and seven and I believe they uh lost a game or two uh the uh this weekend as well. Yeah and and talking to coach he was uh fairly surprised that Florence was underperforming like that. He uh he said this is the first time in a while where he didn't see them as a a viable threat to them in any type of uh tournament or even if they were to play in the regular season. Uh he feels like maybe next year they can get over this uncharacteristic season. But if not, it's going to be a long one for the Gophers. Yeah, and it's, um, you know, that's the way it's been for uh, these uh, five teams that we cover. It's, uh, you're not really having a consistency right now. You know, uh, there's not one team that we can say, okay, this team is by far way ahead of the, of the other four. And, you know, so it's going to be uh, interesting to see how the rest of the season plays off once we uh, get back after Christmas break and to see who has a great start to the second half of their season most definitely i think that after we get through this holiday season and uh things start to pick up and the focus is actually in, you know on the court and instead of you know all these other distractions that are on the outside basketball will pick up but by no means does it mean that the the players and, and parents are, are not into it being uh in both gyms that they were uh playing in you could uh you could feel that everybody was firmly behind their kids and and trying to hype them up and, and you love to see that to to hear that encouragement I'm, and 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 it wasn't even like there was any type of negativity coming coming down from this, uh any side 
So that was also great. Like I said, other than the officiating, it was it was good. But I think any at any time, uh, the officiating is tough. I think even even for us when we were officiating uh, youth sports, that was even more difficult to deal with the parents because oh, you're never gonna get the right call no matter which call you make. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that that's uh, the hard part about being a ref. But so this isn't a zebra beat down. I just yeah, no, no, ab- absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I could definitely agree with that. But uh, moving on, uh, the uh, boys basketball, um, they uh, had uh, a few games this week. Coolidge got back in the win column after dropping a game to uh, AZ College Prep. And uh, it moved their record to uh, 8-1 and one on the year. You got Florence sitting at 8-3. and three, Casa Grande uh, sitting at 4-7. and seven, Sequoia Pathway 1-7. and seven, Vista Grande 1 and 10. Wrapping up the power six is Santa Cruz, who currently sits at 0 and 7. And you, uh, everybody knows that Coolidge is uh, one of the favorites uh, in uh, the Pinal County area, especially in the 3A Central, to go pretty far. But the team that's always playing them tough or, you know, that can possibly be a threat to them could be Florence, even though Coolidge put the beat down on them in the uh, in their tournament that they had a few weeks back. Uh, it's still going to be interesting. I mean, Florence, uh, they, they've been playing uh, well as, uh, you know, just as good as uh, Coolidge has. And it's going to be interesting to see uh, how things uh, shape out for them uh, the second half of the season. A hundred percent. I think that it was uh, great planning and coaching on Glasgow's part to schedule uh, one of the first games of his season against a story rivals in, in Florence, um, knowing that eventually he's going to play them sometime down the road. And, and it's going to be, it's going to be great to see the competition between the two because, like you said, Florence is always uh, a team to hang around and give uh, Coolidge a run for their money. And this year is going to be no different. Uh, Florence, even though their record is showing them a couple win- uh, losses behind Coolidge, they're they're not that bad of a they're not bad of a team at all. They have every bit of skill as Coolidge has, but I think I if if I'm being completely honest, and I may be a little bit biased on this, I feel like the the direction of that Coolidge is set in. It's just a little bit more. It has they're, a they're, better they're, championship pedigree. I was gonna it. say they're uh, by far one of the most complete teams that we have or that we've been seeing. You know, they play. They do a lot of the extra passing. You know, get make sure the uh, wide open guys taking the shot. But they have a lot of distributors. I think uh, Drew Madrid uh, is uh, one of their point guards or shooting guards. Uh, he, he handles the ball very well. And then uh, you have um, players like uh, Mark Clegg, man. That's a double-double machine guy right there. I think he was last week averaging 18 points and six and a half rebounds over uh, their two games last week. So even though they lost one, uh, they were without uh, one of their better players uh, that game. But then turn around the following game and they get back right back on track. Uh, one of the teams I'm interested in seeing how they're going to uh, rebound uh, this second half of the season is the Casting Grand Cougars. Like I said, they sit at four and seven on the year, but have slowly gotten uh, players back from football. Now that football season's over, uh, you got players like Anthony Flores, Demetrius uh, Asquete, uh, players like that, RJ Keaton, who uh, actually you'd be surprised to hear this. I was speaking to coach because uh, I actually got to to introduce myself to Coach uh, Chad Howell at uh, at the end of the game. We we got to you know interact with him a little bit during the state football game, which we'll get to later. Um, but you know he was completely cool and and, and gracious about the, the work that we're doing. And I told him that you know we we love doing it, and we and 
just keep doing what you're doing on your side and, and we'll be there. We just we, we want to be there to to capture these moments like we've told the players in uh, messages on, you know, in social media, whether you win or lose it, it's it's not a matter of that. It's a matter of making sure you guys get out there. If you have a strong performance in a game that you lose by just a few or even if you you have a uh, your uh, a player who doesn't get that kind of shine gets their minutes off the bench in a blowout or or in a situation like that. We want to give them their shine too because like so yeah. many times before, when are these kids going to get that opportunity? Yeah, and you saw that, uh, you know, with their seniors that were still playing football. It allowed people like Devin uh, Miramontes. I, uh, he's a sophomore. You got to uh, see him shine a little bit. And, you know, the record, it it's probably not where they want, but you got players like the, like him averaging 18 and a half points a game and four and a half rebounds, you know. I think they played two, four games last week, mm-hmm. or two, you know, and for, in that stretch to average that, uh, you know, at a so- as a sophomore, it shows what they have as once they're a full team again, uh, getting these uh, players back that, play both football and basketball so give the uh you know give those players uh a chance to adjust get back to uh the basketball speed going from uh, football and basketball is two different uh games you play two different speeds so give them a little bit and I, you know it's ex- gonna be exciting to see if they can get in uh head into that right direction and uh, get over 500 on the season and I interrupted you talking about the conversation I had with Coach Howell, and I didn't even get to tell you that he was telling me that RJ's not playing this year. Oh, is, really? Yes, really surprising. And he said that his focus is solely on football right now. So, you know, we wish RJ all the best. And, and you know, it's unfortunate because we looked forward to possibly seeing him on the court as well. But um, he, he mentioned that there were only three players that carried over, D, uh, so Anthony. So Dem- Demetrius. And um, Anthony Flores and... Uh, he had mentioned someone else. I completely was it uh, DeAndre Kelly? No, I don't think it was uh, DK. It was someone else. Uh, I apologize. I, I'm just totally uh, having a brain fart on that right now. But yeah, I was completely surprised when he told me that RJ wasn't going to be playing with him this year. Yeah, especially when you know you talk to uh, some of the coaches that uh, he grew up playing for. You know, uh, Coolidge's uh, Lady Bears coach um, Aaron Monteverdi always uh, spoke highly of him. That he was a part of his youth program growing up. So, you know, to hear that he's not playing is definitely a surprise. But when you get into these, you know, your final years of high school, you got to decide, hey, where am I going to go play? What sport am I going to go play? And, you know, maybe he's uh, got better offers uh, for football than he does for basketball. Or, you know, like you said, maybe his sole uh, focus is uh, to try to play football. Kevin White. Kevin White was a third player. Okay, gotcha, Kevin White. But, yeah, so, you know, we wish RJ the best, you know, and at the same time we're still going to keep our focus on the Cougars and uh, what they have to offer now that they're going to add three uh, players uh, to their roster uh, that could help uh, get this team going in the right direction. But let's move uh, down to the second half of these teams. You got Sequoia Pathway, um, Vista Grande, and Santa Cruz. They uh, are a combined a combined two and twenty four on the season, and it has they just haven't uh, been clicking, you know, as far as like these other teams are. What is your opinion on why Sequoia Pathway and Vista Grande are struggling? We'll get into Santa Cruz right now because their their story is a little bit different. But what is it about Sequoia Pathway and Vista Grande why you think they're struggling so much? Well, Sequoia Pathway, I feel like a lot of their 
um, struggles come from being a, a totally brand new squad. I can, uh, I'm pretty sure that Vista could attest to this when they were starting out in basketball. Even to now, they still struggle to put up, you know, winning seasons uh, as far as uh, playing on the, on the hardwood. But I, I, I think that's all it is. Uh, eventually, when when they when they get, uh, especially now that they're drawing attention to themselves with their football program doing so well, that it, it would it would cause more coaches to be like, okay, you know, I want to be for Sequoia, right? Mm-hmm. I want to I want to build this program. Uh, to to be alongside of, of their winning football team, and 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 build it up. I think a couple more years uh, under the right direction, Sequoia could actually blossom to be a good team, both on on their men's and hopefully they'll be able to get enough participation to have a women's team next year. Yeah, I think uh, what struggles uh, Sequoia Pathway faces is that they're a private school for one, but they only have a total like. I believe we saw it was uh, less than 250 students enrolled in, in their school. So it's not a lot of options to, you know, cover. Yeah, granted, they were um, pretty successful in football, but they had 25 seniors on that team. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and uh, not maybe not a lot of those uh, talented uh, athletes play basketball. I think the only uh, familiar name that I saw was uh, Jairi Gamble, mm-hmm. who was a wide receiver. And so, you know, uh, it's, uh, it's going to be uh, – Interesting to see uh, how the rest of their season plays out because that's a team that I think needs to just find their identity. Like you said, they're a brand new school. And in a couple of years, you know, we'll, we should see them trying to move in the right direction. But Vista Grande is a school. I mean, they got a new coach last year. We met him uh, during, you know, uh, right before school started shutting down during basketball season. And, you know, I think I always uh, say it's hard to that last year is kind of like an asterisk next to it. You can't really uh, define a team uh, by that. And I know that they had some talented seniors on that team last year. And so now you're having to restart with a fresh unit and you still haven't uh, been able to establish that identity. So I think that's the only thing with Vista Grande. But the Santa Cruz Dust Devils are one of the teams that is pretty young. They start, uh, I believe, three freshmen, mm-hmm. you know, and that it right there in itself. If they're starting three, three out of your five starters are uh, freshmen, it's going to be hard to be competitive just because you have such a young team and they're dealing with juniors and seniors that they got to play in night in and night out. Yeah, definitely. There's a, a size and maturity difference that, you know, they're going to encounter every night. But it, it's 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 to no fault uh, of their their own. And, and neither to their coach. Uh, and I, I give a lot of praise to Coach Courtney for being able to accept this responsibility and, and to take it with such grace and poise and, and to teach these young men that, you know, it, it's not going to always, you know, come out to the point where you end up on top. But it's about the lessons that you learn in losing to, to move forward. And I, I, I can't wait to report on their first win because I, I know it's coming. Yeah, and it's uh, we actually got their tournament uh, coming up, uh, their New Year's uh, shootout, uh, shootout uh, that'll be uh, taking place uh, December 27th through the 29th. But I think, uh, you know, piggybacking off of what you said, Coach Courtney, he's in it for, you could tell he's in it for the long haul. You know, he wants to establish a great team, a great um, chemistry with these players that he's not giving up, even though... You know, he talks to us uh, a lot through social media, explaining to us like, you know, okay, where he finds uh, where he's finding those issues and how he's trying to get his players better. And so, you know, this he already knows that this may not be a positive season as far as record wise, but he is establishing a culture there. And I think 
coming into the next year or two because some of them freshmen, uh, their freshman players can put up some points. I think they just need a couple of years to get uh, meshed together and you'll start seeing uh, Santa Cruz uh, move in the positive direction. You mark my words. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a work in progress. Uh, they'll eventually make their way up uh, their, uh, their way into the win column. And like I said, once they get there, I, I can't wait to brag about it. I mean, and to some it may look foolish because it's their first win. But, hey, when when baseball time comes and when the Bears get their first win, please believe I'm going to be loud and proud about it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we'll, that'll be uh, what's been going on with basketball. Uh, you know, we got uh, the holidays uh, coming up, so there's not going to be much to cover uh, besides the uh, Santa Cruz's um, New Year's uh, shootout. But I know uh, we're getting ready to hit that part of the episode where we're going to be discussing our last football segment for the year. And it ended up being one of the highlights of the, you know, the past couple of weeks. Uh, we, we, of course, didn't get to update you guys. Uh, the Casa Grand Cougars ended up winning their semifinal match against Mesquite to knock off the two-time, uh, their yep, back-to-back two uh, state champions in 4A and went on to uh, face Post and Butte in the 4A state championship at Sun Devil Stadium. And you were there for along for the ride. You know, uh, unfortunately, I had to work that day. Um, I was running a little bit late. But you were there from start to finish. What was the atmosphere like on that last practice before the game? Well, yeah, uh, it was. I was fortunate enough for uh, Coach Jake Barr to allow me to attend their last practice. Uh, that last practice, it, it, it was uh, it was a little shaky at first, to be honest. Uh, I had a couple of moments catching Coach in a little bit of uh, frustration because the offense just wasn't uh, getting their assignments right, and uh, you could, like I said, you could see it definitely uh, uh, doing a number on Coach's coach's patience and uh, eventually they they got it right and he was just waiting on someone to to lead and he had he had yelled that at one point he's like which one of my seniors is going to lead and of course the the person you would expect to to jump in after hearing that type of uh of reaction was angel flores after he heard that that the he got his you know his, his team together in a huddle you know told them what they needed to do uh waited for coach's directions once he yelled out the play they got it. They got it down, and, and after a while, you could see that picking up. But once, once he got okay with that, then he got the defense on the field, and then the defense was uh, ready to go. And then at the at the same time, it was also kind of cold. That was that was the point where the weather was just about to shift. And uh, I had asked coach, I was like, "Do you believe that the the weather's going to play a factor tomorrow?" Because I was hearing multiple players like, "Yo, it's cold right now." And I was like, it's going to be even colder tomorrow because like, it's going to rain tonight. And uh, he's like, no, I don't expect the field to be too wet. They're going to, you know, tarp it up and and uh, we, we feel like we're going to be okay. But uh, yeah, that last practice was definitely something. Uh, at the end of it, when, you know, they were all in the final huddle and uh, coach was given his direction and his final speech, he he did his best to, to put the team together. He he, he yeah, got you, a couple of laughs. Yeah, and, I was going to say, you uh, you showed me that little uh, clip of uh, the interview, and we'll definitely uh, put something together to kind of bring to light, you know, that last practice prepping uh, before that big game. But then the next day, you guys get ready to load the bus. Uh, you were there for that. What was the atmosphere like? Seeing that marching band there, you know, they're um, – cheerleaders uh sending you guys off you guys head down um mccartney road mm -hmm. and you just see these lines of cars 
with fire trucks uh, having the USA flag uh, flying above you guys. What do you what was your feelings, uh, you know, being a part of that and seeing the players reactions? It, it was breathtaking, man. It was uh, it was one thing to go into the school and to be to be guided into the school by legendary Randy Robbins, you know, down the halls of CG Union and uh, for him to lead me to Coach Barrow and you know, uh, Ben's office and to to see the players come in with their with their earpods in or their airpods in headphones on and just straight looks on their faces uh some you know some of them acknowledged that i was there and you know you know they saw me but a lot of them were just laser focused and ready for the day uh, and there were there were a couple of players that you know i knew not to not to even push it not to try to 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 even say hey what's up I, you know because i could see them locked in nick and i isolated the whole time but the time I could see the look on his face, he was focused. He was ready to get to Sun Devil Stadium. From the time when we we loaded up onto the bus and and he was he was in there, he he was he was ready. He was sitting right next to Aiden and and in that whole ride, every it was it was pretty stoic. Every you know the coaches were com- you know c- you know conversing amongst themselves and and a few players were too. But for the most part, it was pretty silent up until we made that turn on on McCartney and they saw the outpouring of support that that the city just put on for them the parents and and businesses and and to see two fire trucks out there and like you said one of them hoisting up uh the u.s flag a lot of these kids got hype and i feel like that's exactly what they needed to to to, to get on that other level and yeah and it was and to be honest the, my worst part the the only thing that i could talk negatively of was maybe the bus driver <laughs> because because we were there and he was like he didn't it was, it was like he's never been there before really like he wasn't getting paid by the hour oh man he's like uh is this band what are they doing right here why are they playing in front of us <laughs> coach was like oh this is a this is our, our you know our marching our band. marching band and uh they're gonna march us out well why would they do that <laughs> we're going he, to a, he didn't a, understand the hype did he? he didn't understand at all and he was kind of being a wet blanket yeah but uh that would that would be my only thing, and it, it was funny because uh, by the time we pulled up to Barrows, I remember uh, he was like Barrows Pizza. What kind of uh, food do you have there? And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then coach was like, oh, they have all kinds of stuff. Uh, you know, sub salad. If you, you know, you're more than welcome to come in. You know, it's completely nice. He's like, and, and you know, just have a meal with us. And he's like, are you sure? Oh man, I haven't eaten all day. And I was like, wow, I couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but. You know, you get the amazing send off there. Uh, you know, you, you got to experience the the calm before the storm, you know, sitting, uh, seeing the team was warm up. But that game, man, let me tell you, when when I showed up, uh, it was uh, I think Post and Butte had just gotten the ball. They scored. And I showed up and I literally could not believe the amount of support Casa Grand brought to Sun Devil Stadium. Bro, that visitor's side was packed, and, end zone to end zone. Yeah, and that that's what, like, uh, people did not believe me when I told them. I was like, yeah, they literally packed the whole lower section on the visitor side. And, you know, to, to hear people like, no way. And, and then I send a video of, like, okay, this is what it is. It was just that, I think, is what hyped these kids up even more. And, you know, and the, and the game wasn't going the way that we had uh, thought at first. They were uh, the defense uh, was actually struggling really bad with Post and Butte and trying to stop them. But, I mean, to come out that second half and for the tide to completely turn uh, because it, the game was tied at halftime. 2020 going into half, yeah. Yeah, and so, 
I mean, just to be a part of that experience, you know, I, I want to kind of get through, uh, you know, I could sit here and talk all day about how uh, that experience was. But in the end, the Cougars end up pulling it out. They were actually uh, lo- um, losing 28 to 27 uh, because the uh, Joshua Villa missed the extra point uh, and they were down one. We, we were getting a little nervous there thinking the game was over. Mm-hmm. But yet again, on fourth and 10, the Cougars, uh, well, the Cougars got the ball back, were uh, stuck on fourth and 10, and uh, Coach Barrow decides to go for it. And uh, Angel lays the most beautiful ball. And, I mean, Meech, his one-handed catch, granted he got, I mean, you know, it was unfortunate he got hurt on on that play. But just to that that moment, I just, it, it felt like a dream, you know, mm-hmm. and I, and I'm not, and the crazy part is we have no kids that play on these teams. We're not a parent of any of these kids or even related to any of them. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I felt just as excited as those parents and fans that were in that stand. And, you know, like we said, uh, it, we, you get so sucked into like, oh, okay, I need to get pictures. I need to do this, but that at that moment you just needed to sit back and enjoy what just occurred. And you know, and when they held on, you uh Post and Butte gets the ball back, is driving. I think they were on the 25 yard line with two seconds left. Heave it into the end zone and to see that ball hit the ground and the relief on Casagrande's sideline and in those stands was priceless, man. Like you could tell that this community has been waiting for a moment like that for 71 years. For 71 years, and it was an honor to be there to capture it. And then to, to just be there and share in the moment, to actually congratulate coaches, congratulate players, embrace them and say, hey, man, you worked all year for this. And for them to be like, yo, thank you. You, you were here all year for this, too. You know, uh, And that was a, probably one of the greatest things, too, is, um, is hearing coach say, you know, uh, right before the game, his pregame speech, he's like, and, you know, nobody in this room thought that we would be here. And he's like, but nobody else in this room would 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 believe that we would be here too. Mm-hmm. And he got real deep with it. And I'm uh, I'm not gonna get too far into it because, like you said, we eventually plan to put something together to release that. And uh, but man, he talking to his his staff, he is so highly admired. Oh yeah, and his ability to 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 be a leader and and have that type of cohesion w- with his staff and team and yeah they they bought in just as much as as he did yeah and, and you can tell that it's not just like a a player coach relationship there's legitimate love there bro like he cares for every one of his players it doesn't matter and that that was probably one and, of the best things too about being on the bus is seeing him interact with all the players uh, and because like you know you always have your jokesters and stuff like oh, that yeah. and to hear him just zing them right back with with stuff <laughs> like that and and it was so funny and cool yeah man he's uh he's definitely brought a different culture to uh casa grand and not only at that school but in that community like he's loved uh i mean what he did uh, like like i said i always go back to my first casa grand game i ever went to as a kid and you know to have the the band selling shirts that said we're just here to see the band two years later they're hoisting a 4a state championship trophy it just goes to show what he brought to uh this school and this community and like i said he's gonna he's got something uh special he's building here and i hope now that they moved into 5a he can continue that that trend going forward for next year yeah i i believe he will 
I don't think that this uh, jump to 5A will affect them negatively because, as we've seen before, they they uh, they did pretty well against their 5A competition this year. And uh, I, I think that jump is, is something that they're ready for. I, I know that, and, and we spoke about this too, that he's not going to have the same type of of players like it, it's going to be real difficult to to replace a D. It's going to be real difficult to replace a, a Derek Quickendell. Uh, it's going to be impossible to find another Angel Flores. But he he has faith in his young squad. There's uh, there's players that that are injured and and on that bench that he looks forward to next year and 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 coaching them to to being successful. And and that's one thing that I find real positive that even after winning, he doesn't plan on going anywhere. He still wants to stay. Yeah, and that was the my biggest worry was would he take a a different job for a school that's going to pay him more money or you know a school that's already well established and well known. But it didn't sound like there was any uh anything to be worried about when it uh it came to that topic because he wants to show people that you can build a dynasty anywhere you go as long as those people buy in and it always goes back to one of my favorite quotes from him that I always constantly uh, kept reading or, you know, that I would see him talk about is that those who stay will be champions. And that's what he did, not only with this staff, with these players, but, you know, with this community as well. If they you buy into what he's doing, he's going to lead you to the promised land. And he did that. Now, the thing is, can he do it again? You know, that's the the ceiling is raised now, you know, that we don't expect anything less than for this team to make it to the playoffs every year. And with AZ, uh, the AZ Crush, Pop Warner teams, they do, it's a whole, there's levels, you know, to all of this that that's where it starts. You have uh, Coach Luna who establishes the AZ Crush. And with these uh, seniors, a lot of them played for him. But you know what? He went with them to junior high and into high school, and you see that if you can uh, establish that foundation uh, uh, with these kids early on, uh, that they're going to be successful when they get into the high school level. And I think that's what uh, Coolidge teams like Coolidge are missing that they used to have back in the day. They need to establish that Pop Warner, that youth football, in order to set themselves up for success uh, later on when those kids hit junior high and high school. 100%. Like, like you said, it, it's it's a process. When you start them young and then you teach them the their mistakes early, they're less likely to make those mistakes as they get older. Well, we hope that here going forward that uh, we can see a lot of these teams estab- make establishments, uh, you know, with their own youth programs and help them uh, set themselves up for success. Because, you know, we always say a lot of, you know, these players that attended Casa Grande were originally from Eloy, you know, in the with uh, the ability to move around to different schools, you know, kind of has its good uh, positives and negatives. But, you know, at the same time, like like we always say, you got to start from when the kids are young. And, uh, you know, same thing as what uh, Coach Aaron Monteverdi is doing out here in college. Uh, he helps, uh, you know, bring, bring up these uh, young uh, youth kids and uh, get them experience that they would get nowhere else. Uh, you know, in that uh, age uh, age group, so we'll we'll see uh, how that goes. Uh, you know, going forward for next year, it's been a hell of a year covering football. You know, a lot of ups, a little bit of downs. You know, some controversy along the way, but I think covering the first year of Pinal County football 
has been a treat. I feel that I'm starting to get connected with this community out here in Pinal County, being able to see how each team is different, how their community is different in the way that they go about supporting their teams. It's going to be a, a sight to see as we kind of transition into a basketball full time. And, you know, but once again, congratulations to the Casa Grande Cougars. You guys are champions. You guys proved everybody wrong because, you know, there was constant doubters. You know, even uh, we uh, underestimated you guys every now and again when we made our rankings. But I think you kind of shut everybody up and were able to finally get the respect that y'all deserve. So congratulations, you know, from us here at the Varsity Breakdown. We tip our hats off to you, to Coach Barrow, you know, and we can't wait to see uh, what football is going to bring to Pinal County come next year. Yeah, definitely. We, we we wish you guys all the best. We we couldn't be any more happier for you or, or give you any more congratulations. Uh, we we look forward to next year, and and we're just happy that we were able to to make a connection with a lot of these coaches to the point where we can actually hold decent conversation with them, and then it doesn't even have to pertain to these sports. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you get to learn these uh, coaches on a personal level and, you know, get to joke around and uh, have some fun with them and, you know, see, see a different side of them that is just not focused on their specific sport. I think one of the biggest takeaways I could uh, say that I took from coaches is they love these kids and they are, you know, all in for these kids and want them to succeed. And that's not just on the uh, Casa Grande coaching staff. That's on every coaching staff that we met this year. Mm -hmm. And I'm uh, so excited to see how they continue to build their culture moving forward. But before we end this episode, I think we got to have one more big thank you uh, to Timelens Photo and Video. Uh, you know, Jonathan Martinez out there who uh, put together that uh, video of the Casa Grande uh, Cougars uh, winning the state title and everything that led up to that. I mean, I thought that is a way to bring the community together to give them something that they're going to remember forever. So, you know, for him... Uh, allowing us to be a part of it to uh, use some of the video that we recorded on the field you know and for him to put that video together I mean I got to tip my hat off to him and you know because it's something that is going to live with the Cass Grand Cougars forever. Absolutely man when when I, I remember you first uh, sent me the link to it and and I got to watch it man I teared up I was like yeah we gotta post this dude I was like I was like it, it doesn't matter I was like I was like put it up I was like they, they need to see this a lot of people agree they 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 love it that and that's probably one of the best things too is to go to to actually see so many uh comments uh scroll up that are just so positive and saying thank you and 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 you i'm not even talking directed to us i'm just talking you know in in general like you're so happy like thank you for doing this and and like you said jonathan man he has a gift bro it, it the way he did it and and then the, the quick turnaround he did it in it was it was fantastic i i i give him so much praise and a lot of thanks yeah most definitely because you know, he's already established himself in the uh, Casa Grande community and Pinal County community as well. You know, he's constantly doing, taking his business to the next level. And, you know, for him to take the time out of his day, which, you know, like us, we're not getting paid for that. He didn't get paid to do a video like that. He just did it because he's a, a CG Union alum. Uh, you know, he attended that school and, you know, 
I think he felt a part of that championship just like everybody in that community did. And I think he just wanted to give something special back to uh, the Casa Grande community. So, you know, once again, Timeline's Photos, thank you so much. You got anybody else that you want to send a shout out to or wrap it up? Uh, well, before we before we wrap up, I want to give a special shout out to, to my lady. Uh, she's known around this community as Miss Danny. Uh, she just does so much as far as, you know, looking after the kids when we're doing the varsity breakdown and, and for her to, to actually be there for the state championship game with my son and daughter uh, in the stands, it, it was amazing. It, it it definitely brought the whole experience full circle. And, and speaking of full circle, before we end it, uh, on my thing, uh, I got to speak to Coach Bruce on the Cougar squad who actually got to coach uh, Jake Barrow as a, as a youth and also coach Jake's father. Mm-hmm. And it, it to see his emotion on the sideline, I want to give him a special shout out because the conversation we had while uh, having lunch together at Barrow's was amazing and like that was to, for him to tell me when he when he saw uh coach jake barrow get bit by the coaching bug and how he knew that he was going to be in this position and that he he just felt it all, all you know all along that that was great i i that whole experience all day from even at the end when we were having dinner together for your birthday yeah it was fun bro <laughs> yeah most definitely you know and i gotta send a shout out to you know to my wife and kids because as you know, that uh, that game was my birthday uh, night. So, my, you know, at the beginning of the week, my wife was constantly on me. Hey, what do you want to do? I'm like, well, I'm going to the state championship game. I don't know about you. But, you know, for like you said, for, you know, our families to be there to kind of experience this uh, accomplishment with us, it, it brought everything, you know, back full circle. Like you said, it just it's amazing to see when you know, we do it together as me and you when we travel and, you know, you don't really sit back and realize like how much your family's sacrificing, you know, for you to be able to do this. And so, you know, for our, our wives to do what they do, kind of, you know, watch the kids after us. And while we go in and have the fun that we do, it's like, uh, it just made everything that much better, you know, to have them there wearing our shirts with our logos on them and, you know, to for them to be just as excited as us, it just it was magical. So, like I said, I couldn't ask for a better birthday gift. Uh, you know, thank you, Casa Grand Cougars, for winning state on my birthday, and uh, you know, for me and you to have a team win the state championship in our first year of coverage, and it's gonna uh, make things that much more exciting come next year. So, that's all I needed to say, man. And me too. I, I feel like I, I've done my fair share of talking. All right. Well, you know, we appreciate you guys. Like we always say, you know, thank you for liking, following us, uh, you know, continue to share uh, content that we put out there for uh, these players and coaches. Cause you know, without you guys, none of this is possible. And we want to continue to get bigger, continue to reach uh, uh, different levels of uh, platforms. And we'll, we'll see how it goes next week uh, as we're returning our full attention on to basketball. So get ready. We're going to change things up a little bit on you guys. So be on the lookout for that. And here we go. Basketball. We'll see you at the uh, New Year's uh, shootout down in uh, Eloy, Arizona. And uh, have a great rest of the week, bro. Take it easy.